Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 85 of the Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today, we're going to talk about the shows from Monday, November 6th through Thursday, November 9th. So we're just going to get right into it. And by the way, before I forget, happy early Remembrance Day. And thank you to our soldiers that served our country and the world. So thank you. Now we move on to the Monday, November 6th shows. We will give up another show. I'm going to start covering on the 10-year project. So we're going to kick it off with day one of the 2023 Raikon Cup. It's basically their version of the New Japan Cup. 16, man. So the way they, they did, like, so basically, on this show, they did they count as A block, and then on tomorrow's show, it'd be B block, but it's all basically the same tournament. Anyway, so the first four matches were all first-round matches, so International Junior would touch him, Kite Yano defeating Chinchir Arifi at uh, Nobangara 9 minutes and 13 seconds. Another first-round match, six-man tag champ Yusuke Kodama defeating Big Japan's Katsumata Yoshida via Matt Splash at 7 minutes and 34 seconds. In a champion first champion first round match with international junior heavyweight tag team and junior heavyweight international junior heavyweight champions, yeah, Samusu defeat United Nation tag team Dan Tamara via victory roll at five minutes and forty eight seconds. So he'll meet Yano in the quarterfinals. And our final first round match on this show, Kohei Sato defeating Matsuyuki Kono by submission via modified figure four leg lock at ten minutes and three seconds. So he'll meet Kadama in the quarterfinals. So first of two quarterfinal matches, we have one-third of the six-minute touch-up, Yusuke Kadama defeating Kohei Sato via late capture cradle at seven minutes and two seconds. And our other quarterfinal match, a champion first champion. This is the bout of the international tag team champions. Inter- the international junior heavyweight tag team, Kita Yano, defeating international tag team, junior heavyweight tag team, and international junior heavyweight champions, Yusuke Tsumosu via Umpa Palata at 10 minutes and 53 seconds. So he'll meet Kadama in the semifinals. Did a six-man tag match, a little preview of the other side of the bracket on Saturday, November 11th shows. Hakuroso, Kano, and Kamarati for Sushi, Koji Omato, and Koa, Kogi Iwasaki ended a 15-minute time on a draw. And our main event, the semi, our first bleh, our first semifinal match of the Raigon Cup. Champion first champion, international junior tag champ, tag team champion, Kite Yano defeat six-man tag champ, Yusuke Kadama at 14 minutes and four seconds. So he'll Secure his first spot in the finals, but that was 10-year project. Then we go over to Monday Night Raw, where we kick it off with a recap of Crown Jewel. So, we, And then we have World War Champs, Everyone's Biggs way down to the ring. A welcomes fans to Monday Night Raw, and it introduces him so that he's still the World Heavyweight Champion. He says normally he would come out to the ring and talk about somebody wants to talk about two other people. He thanks McIntyre for pushing to his limits at Crown Jewel and it gives credit for, to Judgment Day for not getting involved in their match with the exception of David Priest catching or attempting to catch his Monday briefcase. Then he calls out Sammy and Sammy and Sammy makes his way down to the ring. Rollins tells Sammy he expects him to show up with the Monday briefcase and asks him if Adam Pierce wants to return him to Damian Priest. So Sammy confirms that and it says Rollins says that given that he was a batch after his match, he now has been able to fend him off. So he thanks Sammy for what he did and says he didn't do it for Rollins, but because he's been at odds for months with them, he points out the ramifications of Priest winning the World Heavyweight title and Judgment Day running the show. And Rollins says he's been admired that Sammy stands for and thinks is right. Before he says Judgment Day doesn't run Rollins because he does, in the Money the Briefcase isn't the only way to get a t- shot at his title. He informs Sammy that he got him that, and all Sammy has to do is stay in the time and place. Sammy says he got caught a little bit off guard and says to be world champion, but only when Rollins is 100%. Rollins says that guy's 
said guys like them are never 100% pushing and tells them there's a war we talk about his name on anytime he's choosing. Since no better time than tonight, offers hands to Rollins and he shakes it and heads to the back. And speaking of judgment, we go back to the judgment is locked where we see Damian Priest enraged as he walks in after getting back his money free case from Adam Pierce. He takes on JD McDowell wearing well with shirts and tells Battle they make things right with Judgment Day. That was I, I did get a laugh where Priest uh, was like all pissed off and then he looked at JD wearing well with shirts and said, Did you buy that shirt? Uh, I, I thought that was actually pretty funny, to be honest with you. So we go to the match of the battle, non title match of the battle of the day tag teams. So what I mean is undisputed WWE Tag Champs, Judgment Day, Mr. Money, Big Demon Priest, and Finn Balor. Go against the New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods. Kofi hits a kick to Balor before Balor fires Balor to Codebreaker, but Kingston lands a single leg draw kick and takes in Xavier Woods. He hits a sliding close for Kingston, lays a splash, and Woods hits an elbow. Priest takes it as Balor sends to the outside by Woods, and then New Day closes Priest over the top rope and then joins Balor. And then New Day flies and takes on Judgment Day. Woods hits a kick to Priest's chest, gets him back side of the ring, fires off right hands on his head, then falls with a kick to his midsection. Then delivers a chop and a form as we go to commercial break. After the break, Woods hits a draw kick off the ropes on the baller, and it takes in Kofi as Priest takes it, and Kofi hits a draw kick, follows up with a kick to his face, followed by a crossbody off the top rope. Hits boom drop, sets up for top on Paradise, but Priest avoids it, lands a right hand, Ballard takes it, and it climbs to the top rope. So Kingston trips and takes in Woods. Kingston sends Priest crash out of the ring, hits a suplex to Ballard, then Woods falls over an elbow drop off the top rope and connects with a super kick. He rolls up Ballard for a two count. Priest lands a kick from the outside, open door for Ballard, his sling blade. Priest comes legal and quickly tags out to Ballard. He, Priest hits Woods with self of heaven, and then Priest falls, sorry, Ballard falls up with the Cody Gras for the win at nine minutes and five seconds. Fun uh, little tag match open raw. I just won six out of ten. And then we get footage earlier from earlier in, show, earlier in the day where Jack Graham approaches McDonald in the parking lot as he leaves his SUV. And she has she knew things didn't go from McIntyre way at Crown Jewel as well as next, but he didn't respond, just gets back in his car and drove away. Then we get our second match of the show. Shinsuke Nakamura goes by Kira Tosella. Nakamura wastes no time, got Tosella. For Tosella hits a kick, followed by German Suplex, where Nakamura runs out of the ring. Tosella loads to go flying, gets him back in the ring, climbs the top rope, but Nakamura trips him. He leads in the unismic section, but Tissell lands a hurricane off the top rope. Climbs back up, looks for a center, but Nakamura gets his knees up. Tissell hits a hurricane, but Nakamura fires back with a boot, and then he Kinshasa for the win at 2 minutes and 32 seconds. I just won 2 out of 10. Then after the match, Ose gets in the ring, stands on Nakamura. Then we have a food package on Natalia and alters her Guinness World Record. Spoke about carrying the weight of her family's legacy before she boosts that she's the most accomplished woman in the history of WWE, which is true. Then after the break, we hit to a video from Adam Pierce hyping up the Fatal Four Intercontinental Number One Contenders match later in the show. Then backstage, speaking of Adam Pierce, he asks Seth Rollins if he sure wants to win the World Boy title, and Rollins says he appreciates concern, but he's born to run. Then we go to the uh, Intercontinental Number One Contenders Fatal Four. By the way, this first of two Number One Contenders matches on this show from the men's side for the Intercontinental Title: Bronze Reed versus The Miz versus Ricochet versus Ivar. So Miz and Ricochet go after. The two beefy men, Bronzeri, Ivar kicks them. Ricochet hits a Hercarano and a draw kick to the Miz before he hits a single like, draw kick on Breed. Ivar catches him with a spinning back heel kick, falls up with a set out move. Uh, set out, yeah, set out move. Ivar sends Ricochet crash in the top turn, buckle face first, and drapes Ricochet across the top rope, which get caught with a kick from Reed. Ricochet uses the momentum of Reed being set to in, into the top rope, hits a Hercarano on Ivar before he rolls up Miz for a two count. I, I thought that spot was actually really cool that Ricochet. Skin sprung off the top rope and Ivar 
catching him. Miz carries into a fall of Zombo Ricochet kicks out. Anyway, they take each other out for Miz. Hits a draw kick on Alvar for the middle rope, but Rick clocks with a right hand. Ricochet looks, looks to fly to take up uh, Reed and Alvar, but they catch it and sets a crash in the Miz before they take both men out with cross bodies. For they take each other with their own cross bodies as we go to commercial break. After the break, Reed hits a slam to Ricochet and a splash to Miz in the corner. Alvar climbs the top up of Reed, meets him up there. So Ricochet Miz pulls him off before Miz hits a crossbody on Reed, hits a Dornado DT on Ivar. And then Miz hits a Cobra. Ricochet rolls with a DT. Goes for the cover, but only got a two count. So Miz goes for a skull crusher for that, but Ricochet escapes, goes for the pin of his own, but Ivar breaks up the pin. Ricochet gets flying with a clothesline from Ivar, hits a flying clothesline to Reed. He throws a sent on in the corner to Miz, but Ricochet catches with a thrust kick. It looks to get Miz on his shoulders. Miz escapes, hits a kick to his midsection, but Ricochet lands one on his head. They take each other with big boots. So Ivar and Brodsby both climb to the top ropes on upside to the corner. Reed, sorry, Ivar hits a move on Ricochet and Reed looks for zombie on Miz, but misses. So we get a, a double pin spot, but as the referee counts it, Ricochet kicks out, but counts to three for the Miz. So the Miz officially wins his match at 13 minutes and 50 seconds. So he'll meet Gunther at Survivor Series. I thought this was a really fun match. I just won seven out of ten. So before I read the reports, I thought they fucked up the double pin spot. But what I read, I guess Ricochet got looked like he got concussed during that um that springboard her corona uh spot to Ivar. And I guess Ricochet was not even supposed to kick it out of the uh double pin spot, so that was a botch. So it, it was so fun. I liked the match of the the ending. But I mean, I'll give it a pass for Ricochet got injured. But I still thought this was a great match. I just won seven out of ten. Then after the match, Avar attacks Miz and it hits a moonsault to him off the top rope. The backstage Chad Gable gives a character cell a pep talk. It says he needs to refocus on the Heritage Cup title match on NXT. He said Alpha County will appear on NXT to support to sell. Then makes his exit. Maxi Dupree arrives and spoke about when the woman woman's world title number contenders battle royal in the show. And Gable suggested it takes on people her own size. And then Mike Cole Wiper recap highlights of Miz when the number one contenders match only be attacked by Ivar. Then we see highlights of last week of Creed Brothers defeating Alpha Academy in a great match. If you haven't checked it out, I recommend checking that match out. The footage or er, footage aired from earlier today of Ivy of Ivy now and Creed Brothers signing raw contracts. And Pierce is the excited demo on Raw and didn't know what it'd be do his buddy on front taking a shot at Nick Aldis. And then Ivan Ellis both be, be in the battle royal. The DIY shows up, has a friendly conversation about facing the Creed Brothers. And then Priest makes the match. So we go to that tag match now. Creed Brothers versus DIY. Julius Green, Tom Mazzo, Champa Lock gets match started. Then they go back and forth, locking each other's submission notes for Johnny Gargano takes it and DIY double teams on Julius. For Julius gets Gargano in a vertical suplex position, takes his brother Brutus, but Gargano escapes and a DIY ends up on the outside where Creed Brothers look for uh, Sam and Teresley moonsaults. But DOI moves out of the way and Gargano looks to fly, but Joyce catches him with a forearm and Champa loves him by flying off the ring steps. Then Bruce goes off the ring apron and take down Champa as we go to a commercial break. After the commercial break, Champa and Bruce take it. Champa fires the right hands, hits a clothesline, then catches Julie one, then takes out the creep bars with a flying clothesline and hits Bruce with a reverse DDT. Gargano takes it and DOI double teams on Bruce. Bruce takes it to Julius. And then plays Gargano off his shorts. Julius flies with standing moves before Champa takes it, lands a D across Julius' jaw. Points a face first. And it takes in Gargano, but Lubick Kaiser appears out of nowhere, hits Gargano into Gary, opens the door for the Creepers to hit the Doomsday Brutus Ball combination for the win at 9 minutes and 40 seconds. This was a fun match. I didn't really like that Lubick Kaiser had to help the Creep Brothers. 
honestly, like heel first heel, face first face don't really work. I just want six out of ten. I, but I like the like I said, I like the Creep Brothers first Alpha Academy a lot better. They received Fletcher's Championship Challenge of Roman Reigns for the Unspeed 30 years to year back in February in Montreal. And Sammy was watching that footage from the locker room. Then Jay Uso enters the room and hugs Sammy. He told Sammy he felt bad about his match in Montreal went down. Sammy told Jay to forget about that. And Jay fires up Sammy to win the World Heavyweight title, wishes some luck. He also said him and Cody Rhodes will get their undisputed tag team title rematch next week. And then we go back to Becky Lynch was interviewed by Jackie Remen. She spoke about winning the Battle Royal and how her challenge River Ribbon would be the most anticipated match at Survivor Series. Now Jack shows up beyond Becky and said no one could throw her over the top of the Eliminator so she will win the Battle Royal. She said that make her the happiest since she broke Becky's face. Which, by the way, that was a shoot, by the way. She legit broke Becky's face back in 2018. Becky said the funniest she wanted to win the main event at WrestleMania while Nia went to go on fire. That's also a shoot. Becky said it's good to have Nia back and then walks away. The bar says it's what the women's tag champs Chelsea Green Piper never about being in the Battle Royal. Green says Tegan Knox being in the match gives off charity fives. Green also laughed about the one who was just been by Ripley in the Fatal Five match at Crown Jewel. And speaking of the Fatal Five Way Crown Jewel match, Shayna Baszler always dark shows up. Baszler she would tear one person, the first person she sees in the battle, she might make sure the person is Chelsea. Piper says it's everyone first as it walks away. Green offers a nervous laugh, said that was just a joke. Stark says everyone first, so basically she would have her hand raised. So we go to the uh, 16 woman number one contender, women's world title with Terrence Bauer. So the 16 men, but I'll get to Becky and Zion in a second. So the participant, women's tag champ Chelsea Green, women's tag champ Piper Niven, Becky Lynch, Ivy Now, Natalia, King Card, Nia Jax, Indy Hartwell, Katana Chance, Nikki Cross, Shayna Baszler, Tegan Knox, Sally Lee, Zoe Stark for Kyle Rodriguez, and Maxine Dupree. So Becky was making her way out to her ring, but she was tapped by Saya. So Adam Pierce and a group of referees were out, and Pierce screams at Saya, and he kicks her out of the Battle Royal. Or to go backstage, and after the break, Becky was shown on a scene on Thursday, and before that, she... Was that make it clear? So we go to... So those two have been also issues of 14 uh, women Battle Royal, but I, I like still count 60, because technically those two ladies were... Uh, promoted. Anyway, sorry, uh, Nick Cross stands in the ring as everyone begins to with each other. Nine Jackson recovers, begin yelling at each other before they take a note of Nikki and dumps other. So Nikki just like zombies, Darren like didn't even do anything. I don't get. I like Nikki Cross, but I don't get this gimmick at all. Like I don't. I don't know. So anyway, so he brawls with Chelsea Grace, Max and Dupree goes out. Indy Hartwell in the corner. Raquel beats out Nia as the women's tag champs double team on Tegan Knox. Piper lives over to close on begins beat up Dupree, but Maxine sits to crash out of the ring with some assistance, and then Nia eliminates Maxine Dupree by not off the apron. Nia plans King Car on the mat as Ivy now and Nia look dumb Zoe over the top rope, but Sark hangs on and Kerkar sits her the top rope. She says Katana chance in hitting a double team her on top of Raquel before dumping Raquel on the apron. Katana pulls Ivy on the apron, but Ivy sends Car crashing the ring post to eliminate her. Then she picks up Katana military press slam off the apron on top of King Car to eliminate Chance as we go to commercial break. After the break, Raquel beats on Natalia, but Chelsea dumps her on the apron to join Natalia, hits a boot to the midsection, and gets dumped to the apron by Natalia. 
gets back in the ring before, and then Raquel, sorry, Chelsea slaps Raquel, and then Raquel grabs her by the hair and then basically pushes her off the apron to eliminate her. Natalia Lowe bridges Indy on the apron, ends up on the apron, and Hartwell looks for a big boot, but sends her foot crash off the ring post and it gets pushed to the floor by Natalia. And then Ivy draw kicks her off the apron to the floor to eliminate Natalia. Nia hits a boot to Shayna Baszler, but Tegan catches it with an uppercut and then Nia dumps her over the top row out of the ring after sits her on the uh, t- turnbuckle. Nia hits a series of kicks to J- Nia's hit, but Nia gets her up on the shorts. But Raquel forces Nia to release Nia and ends up on the apron. So Shayna, Zoe, Raquel, and Ivy all work to eliminate Nia, but Nia pulls off Nia to eliminate her. So we're down to the final three. Raquel, Rodriguez, Shayna, Baszler, Zoe, Starks. Raquel gets both Shayna and Zoe up and looks to dump them out of the ring, but they work to get pull out of the ring and take her out. Shayna looks for a German suplex to Zoe on the floor, but Zoe finds her way out. Baszler looks to lock in a careful clutch, but uh, she lets go because she realized if Zoe passes, technically her feet would touch the floor first. Zoe hits her with a pair of super kicks and a nice DDT on the apron, so Baszler falls to the floor, and Zoe is your number one contender at 16 minutes. I mean, Battle Royals are just bad. It wasn't bad. Honestly, I mean, I was the MVP of this uh, Battle Royal. I'm going to give this one a 5 out of 10. Honestly, though, I'm not a big fan of when someone's eliminated, they pull off, like, they eliminate the person who wasn't. I, I didn't, like, that was my only nitpick, but I get they want to protect Ivy, but I thought that part was stupid. Personally, if I was, but I wouldn't even count that elimination, to be honest with you. I feel like if someone's still in the battle road, that's that should count. But so, so starts, we'll meet Ray Ripley at Survivor Series, which I'll top up at the end of the Raw review. Then back to Jackie Raymond. Speaking of Ray Ripley, Jackie Raymond interviews the Women's World Champion Ray Ripley, and she was dismissed of her match with Zoe that tries to turn her focus to the next week's undisputed tag team title match. So he shows up and said she had won the women's world title crown jewel, not been for Naya. Ray points out she beat four women, including Zoe, and gives her an avalanche rip time. So he says Ripley will remember her as the one who took the women's world title from her at Survivor Series. Then we get footage of Solo Sokoa defeating Johnson at Crown Jewel. Then we go to our main event, the World Heavyweight title on the line, Seth Rollins' defense against Sami Zayn. Masters with a lockup, and they go back for a stage. Mission notes for Sami Zayn says Seth Rollins scratch out of the ring. Rollins falls back and stares down Sami's with a break. After break, Rollins lands a chop on Sam on the outside for Sam fires back with a chop. A couple of his own, sorry, then hits a Moonsault off the barricade, gets him back inside the ring. Lynn steers the chops while Rollins reverses into a several zone far as the farms. Lands an elbow drop, since Sam crashed the top turnbuckle face first, but Sam responds with a back elbow and an elbow drop off the middle rope. Falls on more shots, but Rollins fires the right hands on his spine for Sam levels him with a clothesline, but Rollins slurs a boot to his midsection in a clothesline of his own. Hits a toe place to his seat for the middle row and toss Sammy back in the ring, but Sane goes flying over the top of take him down. Gets him back inside the ring, but Rollins catches a swing blade and a pair of running forms in the corner. Sammy looks for a kick, but Sane crashes in the ring post. Rollins hits the moonsault, but ends up on the apron. Sammy sends him crashing his spine first as we go to a second commercial break. After the second break, both men go back for right hands for Rollins. Hits a buckle bomb, but Sammy comes back with his own power bomb, the Blue Thunder version. Rollins looks still in a right hand, but Sammy hits the explorer, logs the boss and grab, but Rollins counters into a roll. I'm sorry, Sammy hits the line tamer and then locks the boss of crap, but Rollins counts it with a roll-up to retain the world title at 20 minutes and 15 seconds. Another really fun match. Honestly, it's not a match of the year for it. I'd say seven out. It's still a good match. Honestly, I know these two could have an excellent match on a pay-per-view, but this was great. I like the Drew McIntyre match better, but not by much. And then after match, Sammy shakes Rollins' hand, racing for X in the rain, and Judgment attacks Sammy. But Rollins hits him with Toby so we see. So Priest and Dominic overpower him, but Jay Uso's music runs down the ring to provide a helping hand. So Judgment attacks him. So Cody makes his way down to the ring and makes save even the odds. 
Do you see official security geeks separate all eight men? So Pierce grabs a microphone and makes the war games match between both sides official. And they continue brawling, and then Cody goes flying off the top of Tego. Everyone, the close of this week's Raw. Overall, I actually really enjoyed this week's episode of Raw again. Overall score, I just want six out of ten. Honestly, the only matches I recommend checking out. I say the number one contender field four match and the world top. That's really only two. Honorable mentions, I'll say the Judge Day vs. New Day and the Creeds vs. DIY. That's really, that's the two honorable mentions. So next week's Raw, only four matches made so far. Shinsuke Nagawa vs. Otis. Just when they defeat the Unspeed Tag Talks is Kota Rush J. Uso. That's a fast lane rematch. Miz goes well with Ivar. And one half of the wins tag champs, Piper Nip vs. Tegan Knox. And as far as there's three matches made so far, we have the War Games match, Judgment Day, Unspeed Tag Champs, Mishmind, Big Dean, Priest, Finn Balor, NXT North American Champ, Dominic Sir, and JD McDonough. And possibly another member, because they did. If anyone saw Crown Jewel, I during the. When they were promoting Survivor Series, uh, they said five on five. So, as of right now, it's stick to four on four, but it might change with five on five. Anyway, they are against World of Champions, Severance, Cody Rose, Shay Uso, and Sami Zayn. Gunther defends the Aircraft against The Miz, and Ray Ripley defends the Women's World Title against Zoe Stark. So, that is uh, Monday Night Raw. Then we go over to the Tuesday, November 7th shows. We'll kick it off with NWA Power. So we kick it off with a tag match. The Southern Sticks, Alex Taylor and Kerry Moore defeating the Heat Seekers, Elliot Russell and Sigma at 6 minutes and 4 seconds. For the women's television title, Maxine Taylor retains over Massacate 2 minutes and 17 seconds. In non-title match, the NWA World Tag Team Champions Blood Force Drama, Carnage, and Damage defeating Magic and Cody James and Jay Dumas at four and a half minutes. Then maybe another non-title match, this one for the women's side. Women's Champion Kenzie Page defeating Taylor Ryzen at seven minutes and fifty-seven seconds. That was NWA Power. Then we're over to NXT, where we kick off a with a recap of of night two of Halloween Havoc. Then we go to our opening match for the Heritage Cup title. Noam Dar defense against Akira Tazawa. So the Harris Cup rules is there's six rounds. The first guy, the first superstar to get uh two falls wins the whole match. You can get a point by pinfall, submission, or countout. If it ends in a disqualification or countout, it automatically the match is automatically over. And if it goes to all six rounds and uh there's a tie, the champion automatically retains. And by the way, each round has three minutes. So we go to round one, match over the lock. They go back for before Lockheed Charles mission holds. As to sell far as the right hands on Noam Dar's midsection. Dar trips one, but to sell plans with a suplex, climbs the top rope, but metaphor grabs his attention on the outside. So Tazal gets downstairs to the Heritage Cup. But that allows Noam Dar to get up the upper hand as the first one comes to an end. As Noam Dar's a superplex. The second round to sell far as the right hands on Noam's head before Dar rolls him up to keep the first fall as we go to commercial break. So in Canada, we have sports out three. So we rarely ever get pitcher and pitcher. So we'll we so after the third uh sorry after the commercial break round three was over as Noam Dar Farza always tries to sell his head to close out round three. Then round four, Dar locks an ankle up, but to sell his game's close to go flying take out Dar, but he takes an ornament instead with a tope to see them. Dar looks for a kick on sell, but his foot collides with the ring post, they get back in the ring, and though Tazawa gets this submission win by making Noam Dar tap out. So Tazawa wins in round four, Tazawa ties out at one one. Then we go to our fifth and this is our fifth and final round. Tessella sends Noam crashing in the mat with a back suit before Dar connects with a back elbow, but Tessel comes back with a hurt Karana, falls with a pair of German suplex, kick to his head, drags him onto the corner, climbs the top rope. Mensa tries to interfere, but the referee catches him. 
Tazawa goes forward with a sent up, but Lash Legend pulls Dart out of the way to the outside. He gets back right and connects with the Noah Roller to win a round five and retain the Heritage Cup title at 13 minutes and 18 seconds. This wasn't a bad match, honestly. Uh, it's just a, it's just way too predictable, honestly. Um. Anyway, it wasn't. It's just stupid. Like it's just the same. Like Dome Dark gets cheap shots every time around ends. Ozzy, I, I, in my opinion, I think they should leave the Heritage Cup title matches just for pay per views only because we're you lose a round due to commercial breaks. But I'm gonna give this one a five out of ten. And honestly, I think it's time for Noam to honestly get away from the Heritage Cup. Like I, I'm gonna about to start calling it the Noam Dark title at this rate. Honestly. I, I do like Noam Dar, don't get me wrong, but uh, honestly, I think it's just time for him to move on to better title matches. The better titles. It, it's He's had this way too many times now. Anyway, after the match, Menza gets a test out of his face, but Maxine Priest slaps before Gable takes a German suplex and O's hits a splash. The McFoley previously earns for a qualified matches for later in the show. Do we see Lola Vice, who won the 2023 Women's Breakout Tournament, and Electra Lopez for his big honor at Grace before Klein Jordan joins it and Jordan tried to Graduate Lopez, but Roxanne, I'm sorry, uh, Vice, but Roxanne Press interrupts and Press tells Lola not to rush to catch in her women's breakout tournament contract. Because that's so we get a sport, we get a tag match later in the show. And speaking of the women's division, we get to hear from the new women's champion, Lyra Fakiria, and she says she never dreamed of becoming the women's champion the way she did. And those who never said meet your heroes are wrong. She said fans made the place feel like magic when she defeated Becky to become the new women's champion and to show the world what a woman's mean of it is. By the way, if you haven't still checked out the, uh, from night one, that is an excellent match. And excitedly shows up in the crowd as security was one of about Lyra fights to come in the ring. So I asked. Uh, Fakiria, if she saw what she did to Becky, F head of the women's world title, Terrence Battle World last night on Raw, and warns Fakiria she's coming to take her title. She lands a roundhouse kick to one of the security guards. That was a brutal looking kick to the security guard in terms of Fakiria. There was a taller break promise to outlast Dijak in their qualified match. Then after the break, we go back to the Alpha Academy Max and pre-announced still be appearing on the Noam Dar's talk show the Super Supernova session next week. Before they brought into Drew Gulak, Charlie Dempsey, Dimmick, and Miles Bourne. Before confrontation between Gulak and Otis ensures, ensues, and we get a match later in the show. Then we see the referee for the Braun Breaker Fall Wagner match later wraps out, or he's going by now, Adrian Butler. He revealed that he was given the frame to use the direction for the match as we see Avery Rain enter Shawn Michaels' office while the interview is happening. And speaking of the Irons Fire matches, we get our first one. This is from the women's side, Tiffany Strap versus Fallon Henley. So the winner gets the first spot in the women's. Iron Survivor match. When I tell what the deadlines, I'll tell what the rules are and stuff. So match over to lock up, then Fallon hits a chop and the hero then locks in a single like boss and crab. But Shroud makes her way over to the bottom of the break to hold and slides out of the ring for a breather. Henley falls right, looks to go find off there, but Shroud catches her with a phone and gets her back in. They teeter on the top of hits. If Henley hits a superplex, locks in a single like boss and crab. But Tiffany wants to get mixed the way to the bottom of the break to hold as we go to commercial break. After break, Fallon and Stratton exchange foreign for each other for Henley. Connects with a kick to Stratton's hit. Looks for a cross by, but Tiffy crashes, catches her and dumps her out of the ring for the middle rope. That was a nasty uh, bump there. Gets her back inside the ring. Sends her leg bounce off the ring post for Henley. Rolls up Stratton for a two count. Sends her crash in the mat. Locks a submission. Uh, Stratton locks submission on Henley's injured leg. But Henley uses her other leg to escape and lands it back. Oh, for connect with a kick to her face and a second one to the midsection. 
Both of them they close on in a back up on the corner lanes and bulldog and strand gets up on the shores. So it rolls for then looks for the prettiest moves ever by Henley moves out of the way, rolls her up for a two count, sends a crash in the middle of the turnbuckle face where it hits the chop block and another prettiest moves ever to get her for to get the first spot in the 2023 women's Iron Survivor match at 10 and a half minutes. I guess one uh seven. Uh, this was actually a really great match between both of these ladies. And then backstage, McKenzie Mitchell is with Wesley. And Lee said he need to take a break from NXT, but now he has a lot of things he wants to achieve by starting with slapping the North American Dominic Sir in the face as the top priority before Baron Court interrupts Lee and talks trash to him. And then Braun Breaker's interview by Kelly Kincaid, which he promised to make Fall Riders return the shorts ever. And a Dijak backstage cuts a problem with his match talk. And thanks, Mick. Thanks, Mick. Blah, blah, blah. Thanks, Mick Foley, for putting him in the match. He's, but sorry, he'd be fine up the big twink, twinkle totals. Then we go to that match on Braun Breaker versus Bob Wagner. Breaker goes for after Wagner, but before Wagner fires back with a right hand before the edge, spills the outside, and Fawn catches Braun with a big boot. It looks so fun up the ring, says, then gets it back in the ring, hits a close off the middle, but Braun fires the right hand in the corner, fires a more in the middle of the ring for his German suplex locks in the stutter recliner. Fawn escapes, fires the right hand, hits a pair of close eyes, and a double underhook suplex, splash in the corner, and a big boot, then gets Braun up on his shoulders. Braun escapes, and Wagner lands a running for dumping out of the ring and clears the announce table. Looks to power bomb through it, but Braun escapes and sends Wagner crashing the ring steps. Misterson looks again fall, but the referee prevents him from doing so. Before Breaker takes advantage and hits a low blow to Wagner and gets stone above his head, but he escapes. Wagner checks on, but Braun nails him with a nice looking spear. Gets it back in the ring, hits a second one. The score to victory at 5 minutes and 28 seconds. This was okay, I just won 5 out of 10. Then after the match, uh, Stone cracks a chair across Breaker's spine, but Breaker quickly recovers their stone down. He slides out of the ring, Breaker falls and sends crashing under the announcement while Wagner sneaks behind and power bombs through it for the announcement so close with that Simon. The Coron Hayes was interviewed backstage where he continued to die. He attacked Trick Williams. And there was a video video of Brown Birds when they call out the bud to a match. Then we go to a tag team action. Roxanne Perez and Kalani Jordan versus the 2023 Women's Breakout Tournament winner Lola Vice and Electra Lopez. Lopez goes straight after Perez with an elbow strike. Then I hear what Perez hits over elbows over him for Lopez as a follow slam and takes Lola Vice him. Vice hits a kick to respond, but Rocks responds to a pair of chops and arm drake. Then Kalani Jordan becomes legal, hits an arm drake on her own <clears throat> and it connects with a draw kick. Lopez takes it to elbow and then takes Vice back in. Vice hits a hip attack and a crossbow for Perez, takes back and fires up right hands on Vice and clucks Lopez on apron. Lola kicks with a kick to the midsection and takes Lopez back in. Electra and Lola double team Perez before Vice takes back in. Perez catches over a side rush of leg sweep. Jordan takes back, hits a handspring back elbow, falls with a kick to Vice midsection. Perez becomes legal and hits a kick to her midsection. Lopez takes in Perez and a crash in the Vice and hits Pop Rocks before Jordan takes in Perez, hits Vice outside Topo Cecilia. Then Jordan hits Lopez with Spill Lake Moonsault to get the win for her team at 4 minutes and 42 seconds. Not a bad match. I just won 5 out of 10. That the match, Aeon, <clears throat> Ariana Grace begins running up, but Karen Petrovic cl- clocks from behind tells her to shop again. Then we get a promo from Joe Gacy on his phone where he detailed he has a voice he heard from inside by mid. He feels he's now in his own personal home, and now he knows what to do. Then we get we a video interview with NXT champion Elite Drag called Baron Corbin out to his grill match against Carmelo Hayes on night two of Halloween Havoc. Then we go to Drew Gulak goes well Otis. Match starts along for Otis is a short tackle and a clothesline then hits a short to Drew Gulak's midsection. Gulak sends him climbing with the ring post first, short first, and Alpha Calvin checks on before he gets the backside of the ring. 
Drew Gulak hits a closer up the top, but locks his Mitchell, but oh, carries into a power up, back suplex, followed by modified shorter pounds, followed by a back elbow into the corner, follows by a close line, followed by Caleb Taylor, and hits a power bomb for the win at 4 minutes and 25 seconds. Not a bad match, I just won 4 out of 10. Then after the match, Alpha Academy has a dance party in the ring. Then Tiffany Stratton spoke with Keon James about her win, and then Keanu promised to join the women's Iron Safari match. Then after the break, we head over to Chase University as references of the family hand over an envelope to JC Jane and shows up to catch a glance of what is said. Before one half of the tag champs, Andre Chase catches snatches the envelope from her hand. Before the other half of the NXT tag champs, Duke cuts it at the hill, walks in, and asks what's going on. Jane quick changes subject quick and informs Duke that him and Andre will be defending NXT tag titles against Tony D'Angelo and Stacks next week. Chase has missed the rest of the class and Duke leaves with Thea. Before Jane follows him to leave, Chase is deeply complicated something. Then our main event match of the show, the other Irons for Survivor Quantum. This is from the men's side. Tyler Bate goes with Dijak. Both men waste no time as Bate hits an uppercut in the middle before Dijak is on the shoulders. Bate escapes and hits an integrated distance. Dijak crashes out of the ring. Goes flying, take him out, charge up by Dijak, catches him, and toss him over the barricade as we go to commercial break. We come back from break. Bate hits a superplex to Dijak, like a fisherman superplex, I should say. Both men. Exchange strikes until Dijak misses, so chokes him for bait response to air placement by Dijak lands a kick under his jaw. Dijak tosses bait across from a suplex, climbs top, but bait pulls it down with a suplex. Dijak lands on his feet, throws the boot, but bait connects with a knee and looks to go flying up the middle rope. But Dijak catches him on his shoulders and hits feature eyes for the win and gets the first spot in the men's iron fire match at 9 minutes and 45 seconds. Really fun match. I just won 7 out of 10 as well, but I, I, I like this one a little more than the women's side. Then we go to our main segment. Carmelo Hayes makes his way down the ring. He says, Wayne's no time calls Trick Williams to the ring. So Williams' music gets and makes way down the ring. Carmelo tells Trick he understands why he's upset, but roadblocks are part of the journey. Then he says he calls Trick to share the glory of his title reigns. And Trick says he's having a hard time figuring things out after doing nothing but putting Carmelo first for the past two years. He says every time Carmelo won a title, I feel like he did too. Carmelo says he when he won, Williams did too. And Trick says it was easy for Carmelo when he had the ball to take all the shots. He questions why Hayes can't support him in the same way now that he has Ball looks to ask him if he attacked him. Hayes cuts him off and asks him if he believes in him. He says he's always been there for Williams. He says he's always known destined for greatness. He says he's been telling him such for months and so he knew he had the potential to be once in a lifetime performer. He asks Trick if he if answered his question and Tracy wants to have his moments. He says he's always there when Carmel was there and questions where he's been. He says Hayes hasn't been there when he was attacked, and Carmel looks to confirm that Williams was never saw who attacked him. And then Trick confirms such, and Carmel asks the same question again. Williams says yes once again, and then asks Carmel if he was the one to attack him. Before he could answer, he was cut off by Lexus King's music, and Lexus gives his own version of what happened between both men, tells him it does involve him. Lexus says he's trying to help the two of them get to the bottom of things, and accuses Carmel of being the attacker. He says it could have been someone new to NXT with a dark mind as Trick if he shirts Carmelo was his attacker. As Trick looks to punch uh, Lexus King, but accidentally hits Carmelo. He immediately apologizes, looks up Carmelo, slaps his hand away the first time, but takes it the second time. They hug as Carmelo looks to be pissed off at just what happened in the close of this week's NXT. So the main event, it was really good. Honestly, uh, I agree with Brian here to Poison Rana. Um, I actually thought Lexus King ruined the segment for me to be like I I like the Carmelo trick stuff, but I thought Lexus kind of ruined it for me at the end. I don't know. This story storyline's really good. I can't wait to see what happens next. But overall score for this week's actually wasn't too bad, honestly. I 
the last few weeks have been really good. I thought, like, it was just there, honestly. It, honestly, the only two, I just did just watch the two qualify matches. That's really the only two you really need to go check out. Everything else is pretty much skippable. Overall score, I just won 6 out of 10. So next week on NXT, out the mud, losing Bryce Brock New for Rich Hall and Butch of Braun Brutes tag team action. Speaking of tag teams, we get the NXT tag teams on a uh, Halloween Havoc rematch. Chase you untrace to cause defense the family Tony D. Stacks. And we get more Iron Star qualify as it's latest turn to uh, make the qualifying matches. And at deadline on December 9th, like I said, the Iron Star matches from the men's and women's. For the men's side, we have Dijek and Former to be determined. And for the women's side, it's Tiffany Strand and Former to be determined. So the rules of Iron Star, it's so it's five people. It's 25 minutes time to draw up. You get a point every time you score a pinfall or submission. And once you whoever gets pinned, you have to go to the penalty box for 90 seconds. And then whoever has the most points by the end of the 25 minutes will win. And for each shot, they'll get an NXT, NXT women's title shot. Oh, sorry, here we go. So why rest could be in the match with the last 25 minutes. To restart the match, we begin the timer, and every five minutes, another wrestler enters. Within the fifth and final partition enters the 15 minute mark. Each time a wrestler scores a pinfall submission or being victim of its qualification, they get a point. Points can be gained uh, before any participants enter. Once a wrestler is pinned, submitted, or disqualified, they have to go to penalty box for 90 seconds. And then whoever has the most points, like I said, by the end of 25 minutes wins. But unless it goes to a tie, then we have to go to sundown overtime. And whoever wins the men and women's Iron Spire match get a shot, like I said, the women's title in the NXT title matches, perfectly. This is the second ever as last year's winners was Rocks Impressed with the women's side and Grayson Wall for the men's, but that's it so far. But that was NXT. Now we'll head over to the Wednesday, November 8th shows. We'll start with AEW Dynamite. And we kick it off with, for the 8-0 World title, MJF retains over Dale Garcia at 10 minutes and 37 seconds. And to have to imagine, Sting and Darby Allen defeat the Outrider Troop Magnum and Turf Floyd at 2 minutes and 58 seconds. Swerve Strickland going to be Pentagon Jr. at 13 minutes and 22 seconds. For the Ring of War Television Challenge, Smojo retains over Keith Lee by referee station, 11 minutes and 25 seconds. And to have to imagine, the Guns, Austin and Cole defeat the Bottle Boys Groove and Harv Shearer at 40 seconds. Julie Hart to be Red Velvet at 8 minutes and 27 seconds. And the main event, Jay White retains his 8 0 World Title shot against Mark Fresco at 14 minutes and 6 seconds. So from this show, I will watch the Sword Struggle for Pentagon match, the Ring of War TV title match, and the main event. That's the only three you really need to go check out, but that's AEW. Then we go over to Dragon Gate's Gate of Evolution, night number three. So we kick it off with six-man tag team, Gold Class, Koto Minor, B-Hawk, and Ben K. Defeat Natural Fives, Draw Machine J, Kazi, and UT at nine minutes and five seconds via Golden Rose. In tag team match, we had Seabrats over the Brave Kid Jim Ishin and Yoshihiko Kato, the newest member of Seabrats, defeating Jiki Horiguchi and Kitchen Torfi death penalty 4 minutes and 42 seconds. Eight man tag team match, we had the Dragons over the Triangle Gate Jim, Dragon Kid, and Ultimate Dragon to Lutus Monte and Don Fuji, defeating M3K's Masaki Musuki, Sumushi Musuki, and Yoshikano, who's still Ho Ho Loon, defeating MCK at 9 minutes and 48 seconds. In tag team match, open the Triangle Gate Champions, Punch Tamanaga and Yamato. Defeat Natural Fives, Big Boss Mojo, and Jason Lee via Galaria, 12 minutes and 49 seconds. In the main event, six man tag team match with D Curges, Open the Twain Gate Champs, Yuki Yushikawa, and Dragon D. I love the Open the Dream Gate Champ, Madoka Kitayota. Defeat Seabrats, Shun Skywalker, Kai, and Hyo via DTDDT on Hyo, 14 minutes and 48 seconds. So that's the Wednesday shows, and that was Dragon Gate. 
that we head over to the Thursday, November 9th shows, and we're going to stick with Dragon Gate as we go to night four of Game Evolution. This is on Dragon Gate Network. This is from Cork and Hall in Tokyo, Japan. We get one third of the opening triangle Champions Tunt, punch them around defeating Daiki Yanaguji, PT kick at six minutes and 24 seconds. In Tetman, Big Boss Mojo in UT of Natural Fives defeating Jiggy Horiguji in Takashi Yoshida via Power Boss at seven minutes and 59 seconds. Six minute Tetman with Ultimate Dragon, Keiji Tor and Don Fuji defeating M3K Smush Mojo in Yoshikana, Tua Kenhira Ari via Kanjinui at 10 minutes and nine seconds. Eight man tag match with Open a Triangle James Drenkit and Yamal, Tino was Tuji Kano and Ida defeating Gold Class, Kotamanor, Benke, BB Hulk, Husu and Naraki Doi at 10 minutes and 20 seconds via Frankie Strider of the Almighty. Yushihiki Kato defeating Masasaki Mosuki by disqualification at 5 minutes due to Mosuki Jiu attacking Kato. Semi made an 8 man tag match with Natural Five, Strong Machine J, Jackie Funk, Jason Lee, and Kazi defeating D Courage. And Ryu Tanaka feed JFK 16 minutes and 36 seconds. And by Tanaka is now officially a member of D Courage in the main in a four on one handicap match. Lose Monte defeating Seabrats over the Brave Kid Jim Ishim. Shun's Gawker Kai and Ohio feed Hurricane at 13 minutes and 40 seconds after Ohio turn on Seabrats. So that was Dragon Gate. And then we'll go over to WWE's main event. Here with Tag Team Match, we had. Uh, Endershear, Sangha, and Fear defeat Metaphors, NXT Heritage Cup champion Noam Dar and Armenta, and Ludwig Kaiser defeating Apollo Crews. So it's going to be main event. Then we go over to Impact Wrestling. We kick it off with Tasha Steels getting the win over Dion Prazo for the Digital Media Tile. Crazy defeating champion Tommy Drew by disqualification 8 minutes 23 seconds. So Drew retains the tile because you can't have the tile changed by DQ. Brian Myers defeating Joe Hunter 10 minutes and 1 second. Eric Young to be Eddie Edwards, 6 minutes 39 seconds. Derek Dongo and Oleg Purs defeat Nick Diamond and Stork Grayson in a minute 36. And then for the Impact World title, Alex Shelley retains over John the Gresham at 21 minutes and 14 seconds. On this show, I recommend just watching the main event, the Impact World title. So next week's uh, Impact, we have for the Impact World Tag Titles, ABC, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Vince, Kenny Kane, and Sheldon Jean. Six man tag we had the Rascals, Minor Reed, Trey McGowan, Sucker Wentz, goes against Black Tourist, the Hoover 2, Guerrero, and Laredo Kid. Moose goes well with Heath, non title match, non guaranteed Trinity goes well with Sonny Kiss. Mixed tag team, we have the 2023 Call Your Shot uh, Gauntlet winner, Jordan Grace, and the winner of last year's Call Your Shot Gauntlet match, Bully Ray, go against Kylie King and Steve Macklem, and Will Osprey versus Josh Alexander. That was Impact Wrestling. Through MLW Fusion, we go with Griffin McCoy defeating Tracy Williams at 8 minutes at 35 seconds. non time match, Featherweight Champion Janai Kai defeating Riley Crow in 13 seconds for a referee decision. In the main event, Bonnier Fight Club, Mr. Thomas and O'Shea Edwards defeating the main event, Jay Lyons and Medias Black at 3 minutes and 2 seconds. So the only, uh, I'll just give you the up. Met lineup for the next two uh, fight TV pay-per-views they have. So the first one will be Fightland on Saturday, November 18th. Four matches made for that. Alex K. Nivens, the MLW World Tag is Jacob Fought 2. We have a Lucha Worlds tag match. It's Middleweight Jim Rock Romero and Barbaro Cavanaro going against Mascara 2.0 and Ichiban. Then we got Loser Release MLW match. Matt Cardell versus Miss Warner. And for the World Titles, Tag Team Dolls online in a ladder match. The champions of the Collins National, Oh Boy Champ, Ricky Shane Page, and Akira 
go against the second gear crew of Juan Calmares and Matthew Justice. And then for one shot on December 7th, only three matches made for that. It's Mayu Yamashita from Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. Go against a mystery opponent. The winner of the LSK and Jacob Fall 2 match will defend against Matt Cardone unless he loses the loser leaves MLW match. And then if he does, then Mr. St. Laurent will have a replacement for him. And Ricky Shane Page will defend the natural open weight title against Jimmy Lloyd. So that was MLW. And in the close of this week's show, we will go to Ring of War episode 37. So we kick it off with Serpentico defeating Tony Nese at 3 minutes and 31 seconds. And a program match to so the rules are you, you face off against a champion. If you get a if you win by pinfall submission, if you win by pinfall submission, character disqualification, or survive the 10 minute time limit draw, you'll get the title shot. But that doesn't have as womanship at the end to be Heidi Wilder at 3 minutes and 26 seconds. Kyle Fletcher defeating Lee Johns at 11 minutes and 34 seconds. Little Hershey defeating Charlotte Renegade 3 minutes and 46 seconds. Tag to match in the Iron Savages. Bronson and Boulder getting the win over Cole Carr and Griff Carrison at 9 minutes and 52 seconds. Billy Storch defeat Rachel Ellering at 7 minutes and 48 seconds. Josh Bush defeat SK Bishop at minute 18. Eight man tag team match with Action Dry, Darius Martin, the Infantry, Kyle Brown, and Sean Dean defeating Shane Taylor promotion as Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty in the Wayman's Pierre Avalon and Ryan Nemeth at 4 minutes and 37 seconds. Drisco defeating Gravity, 8 minutes and 51 seconds. And then for the Ring of World title, Eddie Kingston will defend or defeat it, sorry, and Helico to retain the title at 10 minutes and 6 seconds. So they did tape uh, episode 38 on Dynamite this past Wednesday because they are taping Collision tonight, actually, as I'm recording for the air tomorrow. So the spoiler matches are 7, but I mean, honestly, it's Tony Khan. He might add like 6 more, to be honest with you. But as of right now, here's the card. Eddie Kingston will defend the Red. Rainbow Warthog again, this one against Don Castle. Tripper versus Pierre Evelyn. The Outrunners Troop Madam and Turbo Boy versus Jacoby Watts, Bash and Wolf. Emmy Sakura versus Rebel Kill. And Tad's Match Dope, Bollywood Boys versus The Boys, Brandon Tate and Brent Tate. Mirror Shaver versus Amira and El Hedro the Fikingo. And Commander goes Chris Redes, Matt Sidell. And also Tony Khan will give us an update on the status of the tele- television title. So. That's the show for this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Blythe. I'll be back on Sunday with the shows from Friday through Sunday. Have a good weekend, and have a safe weekend.